love, joy, happiness. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather Vickery, and you're listening to the Brave Files podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with us. This is a really special episode. But before we get to it, I want to just say thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a listener and a fan of the show, especially to those of you who take the time and go the extra mile to reach out and let me know that you like the show, that it's impacting you, inspiring you, connecting with you, and just generally making you feel good. If you haven't done that yet, but you'd like to, you can reach out via DM on Instagram. We are the Brave Files podcast on Instagram, or equally as awesome and just as wonderful, you can do a review on Apple Podcast. It means the world to see that the show is making a difference in your life, and it actually really helps us to get those reviews. And now I want to share with you something that really brings me a tremendous amount of joy. A couple of years ago, I had the honor of interviewing Santa Claus. That's right. You heard me. I got to interview Santa Claus. Okay, fine. His name is Danny Jones, and he just pretends to be Santa Claus, but he takes his role very seriously. Danny Jones is a true, kind-hearted spirit, and it shines through when he describes his love for filling such an important role in the lives of children and their families. He willingly brings joy and happiness to the world through the celebration and magic of Christmas. Danny reminds us that there is no person on earth that can tell if you are genuine or not more than a child. It's a really fun, joy-filled conversation, and I'm excited to reshare it with you. This is Heather Vickery, and you're listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. When we choose bravely in big and small ways, it powerfully elevates our lives. I hope these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement of courageous living that enriches both our lives and our communities. And if you enjoy the show, I ask you to please share it with others. Maybe think of someone who you want to choose bravely right alongside you. Thanks for tuning in. Now here's the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Brave Files podcast. This is your host, Heather Vickery, and I am really excited for what you have in store today. As the holidays have been approaching, I've been thinking about what kind of show I wanted to produce and I wanted it to be about joy and love and and where do we tell those stories and how do we tell them in a brave way? And I thought, who would be better to talk to about the bravery of sharing joy and love than somebody who knows firsthand Santa. So I have a gentleman on, on here with me today named Danny Jones and Danny Jones is Santa. Danny, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. And, and um, yes, Santa Claus is a great thing to be. I, I bet. I love it. I think that it's the coolest thing. So here's a little background on this. I decided in the summer that I wanted to interview Santa for our December um, close to Christmas episode. And your son, Matt, said, well, my parents are Mr. and Mrs. Claus, which is amazing. And he connected us. So thank you, Matt, for that. Can you tell uh, everybody a little bit about when and how you decided that you wanted to be Santa? Uh, yes, my wife tricked me. <laughs> she, she, um, 
she had been telling me for um, several years that I could be Santa Claus. And we have a photographer that had taken all the pictures of our grandchildren. And she was doing an heirloom book. And my wife decided that she couldn't pay the sitting fee for the Santa Claus. And <laughs> so we began looking for me a suit and to rent. Of course, we couldn't find one. But um, eventually we bought one. And um, I was Santa Claus for that book for our family only. She did several books for several families that year. And um, it started from there. I love that. Women are brilliant, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> they get, we find yes. a way to get what we want. And so you did that. And, and can I assume that you had a lot of fun doing that with your own grandchildren? Oh, absolutely. It, it was great um, to know everyone, for them to know me and to, the love that was already there. So how long ago was that? Six years. Six years ago. Okay. So how do you go from just being Santa, tricked into being Santa with your grandchildren to uh, this is something you do regularly. Can you tell us in what ways, when and how are you Santa Claus? Yes. Um, this same photographer was doing another book the next year. And um, the Santa Claus that she generally used had had some surgery. His name is Lamar May, and he's a friend of mine. And he couldn't do it. So she was in a tizzy about how to find someone. And so I was asking. It started really being Santa Claus from there for other people. I loved it. My wife is in it with me. She's Miss Claus. She loves it. Everything. We are, we both still work full time. And the last three years, every weekend we've had, every spare time has already been booked, mostly before June of the year. Wow. So you are, you and your wife are Mrs. and Santa Claus through most of the year on the weekends. Yes. If Interesting. As a real bearded Santa Claus with a long beard and a long hair, white, um, any, any place I go, I instantly have to be <laughs> Santa Claus. If a child sees me yeah. and says, they're Santa Claus, then I have to be in character then. I love that. There's so much joy in that um, th and your willingness to step up into that role no matter what in order to maintain this level of magic for children. It is magic to see the smile in their face, the happiness, the joy that you're able to bring just by speaking to them or letting them know that you do love them. That's really, yeah. really, really cool. How often... Do children come up to you or you hear them whisper to their parents, hey, look, there's Santa? Um, I could say surely weekly and sometimes sometimes of the year daily. Wow, 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 wow. That's so, I think that's so fun. So where are you going when, when you're Santa, both through through the summer and also during the holiday season? Through the summer, it's mostly just I don't really do anything in the summer. It's just people see me. and It's just and being have, that role. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. During the season, I work with photographers. Um, Misty Dawn is the first photographer that I ever worked with uh, and got paid for. And um, I still work for her. Awesome. We'll give her a little uh, love on the show notes. And you sent us some great photos of, yeah. of you and of your wife. Uh, so yeah. we'll definitely put those up for sure. Do you work in a department store? I have worked in a department store a couple of years. Um, 
can I say the name? If you'd like to. For in Belk. Um, and um, it's really, it's really relaxed. They have me back in a little area. Uh, they go and compel children and families to come in that are just in that one store that are not in the whole mall. Right. And to promote them and have pictures made and bring joy to the kids and to see them standing in line, jumping up and down. Um, it's just a tremendous fun thing to do. I think that's really cool. I will tell you, I have four kids and we know where the quote unquote real Santa is close to us, but he's not always the only one there. And even as a parent, it's so disappointing to get up there and you have a guy that everybody, even the little ones know, they're like, oh, this is not Santa. We are not in the right space. And they play along, but but our real Santa, he's awesome. So I'll bet you are a lot of fun in that role. Do you have any sort of standard questions that you ask the kids other than what do you want for Christmas? Like do, what kind of conversation do you make with these kids? Have you been good? Yeah, well, uh, does anybody ever say no? <laughs> some of them do. Some of them think <laughs> for quite a while. Uh, or how are you doing in school? Yeah. Um, is your room clean? Do you do what your mom and dad asked you to do? That's fun. You know, think, things like that are, um, what do you like to do? Yeah. Has uh, anybody ever pulled on your beard? Uh, <laughs> all the time. And I invite that. It, it oh, is. Um, I love that. It, it, you know, because that's one of the things that tells them that I'm real is mm-hmm. there's a beard. And, you know, they have salt and there are great Santas that have, beards that are not real, that are made. I don't want to take away from them, but when the kid pulls on a beard and it don't come off and you say, ow, it, it, uh, <laughs> it lets them know. Yeah, I dig that. Okay. So I learned something new when um, I started talking with your son about having you on the show. I had no idea that such a thing as Santa Claus University existed. Can you tell us what that is? Yes. I attend the C.W. Howard School for Santa. I have been four years. This will be my fifth year. It is the oldest running Santa Claus school in the world. It's located in Midland, Michigan, and there are about 200 or more Santas and Miss Clauses that attend, and the information that you can get, the love, the situations that each one of them gets put in that are different than you that you can learn from. Yeah. The freedom of sharing is just so tremendous. It's a great place to go. That's really neat. So what kinds of things, is it just a camaraderie or are you being taught things? Uh, we're taught things like exercise. Um, it's, it's strenuous to sit in the Santa chair yeah. daily and to pick children up. Yeah. Uh, we have to do that. Voice, singing, talking, how to talk without straining your voice for days sure. on the end. Sure. Um, breathing, how to breathe. That's so cool. That's really smart. Yes. Staying hydrated and what to drink and what not to drink. Right. Is, um, that, is that outfit really warm? It is hot. It's hot. not really warm. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, and, and I, have things on under it to help me keep cool. Like I, what? I, I wear cool gear from Under Armour. All right. I didn't even know that kind of thing existed. It's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And, the, and they also have um, 
vests that you could put cool packs that you can put um you know like ice in it or or not ice but the little packet sure, yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. put in there to help you keep cool if you if you do it for a long time and need it being from georgia it's hot down here so i need things yeah but that is really really interesting to me do you use a, a different santa claus voice or is are we hearing your santa claus voice right now uh, you're hearing my santa claus voice i uh, there's no person that can tell if you're genuine or not more than a child so <laughs> yes. you have to be yourself when you're a child you when, are right when, yes you have to um, they know if you're real. They know if you want them to come sit in their la- in your lap. They know if you have love for children in you. Children are really, really smart, aren't they? They're so intuitive. Yes, and we get out of that as we age. We we forget it and we let other things interfere with it. But a child knows if if you love them. Yeah, they do. I I have always been. It's funny. Um, not always the biggest fan of Christmas, but always a very big fan of the of the idea of the miracle of the magic surrounding it and of Santa, the, the believing, the sort of the believing in something that you can't see and that you can't prove. And, you know, we have to have conversations. My kids, they're, they're smart. Like, well, how is Santa here? And then he's there. And so-and-so saw Santa. And do they ever ask you? Like, well, yes. how are you here? Why, why aren't you at the North Pole? What do you okay. say? When um, the first Santa Claus was here, there weren't many people in the world. There weren't any malls or anything. But now there's millions and billions of people here. So Santa has a lot of helpers, and it's up to you to pick the real one. Mm. So you give him a challenge. And, of course, yeah. then they know you're the real one. That's right. And, and imagine if you were at school and there's 200 of you, 150 of you, and you go to – Toys R Us to see all the new toys that they're that they're wanting, and you got them, and you got kids in there with you. And you tell them which one's the real one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's really fun. I had somebody share with me several years ago um, an idea that I have sort of taken on as my own as the children grow up and they start to know the difference. Um, to implore them to be, to be a Santa, quote unquote, right? Like, so, okay, so now you, your mission now is to keep the magic alive for the littler ones and help us maintain this so that they can experience this joy and fulfillment for as long as possible. And they've gotten a kick out of it a couple of years ago. So I'm a single mom and I I don't, um, we take turns, whether we have the kids on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning, or if we get them, uh, the middle of Christmas day. And certainly that's the hardest day without a doubt. Those are the hardest two days of the year. Uh, No matter which parent you are, whether you're the one that wakes up with them in the morning or you're the one that has to send them off in the middle of the day. Um, And I know that that's equally as hard for their father. Um, But the very first year I had them, I took them out to breakfast on Christmas Eve, but they were spending Christmas Eve with him and they were waking up at his house and I wasn't going to get them back until the middle of the day. And so I arranged while we were gone for a friend of ours and, and Georgia, if you're listening, this is, I love you forever for this. I, we had all the presents wrapped and all the things that weren't going to be wrapped and all the stockings and they were tucked away. And I left a key for her and some instructions Four kids, lots of presents, lots of things. And she laid it all out and turned the Christmas tree lights on. And when we came home, Santa had come. 
Right. And even my oldest, who was probably 11 at that time, turned to me with the biggest tears in her eyes. And she knew. And she said, how did you do this? And I said, well, Santa did it. It's magic. And she said, thank you, Mommy. Yes, to, to be magic. And when kids, children reach the age that they're trying to believe and trying not to believe, uh, I look at their parents and say they still believe in Santa Claus. That's right. And as long as one person has the spirit of love and giving, Santa Claus is alive. Yes, you're totally, totally right. And that's it. My mom always taught me that she believes and and. If your parents can believe, you can believe, and I believe, I totally believe. I love the energy that you're putting into this and the joy that you're giving those kids. I do think it's brave, right, because um, joy shared is joy returned, and joy changes lives. Yeah, Yes, joy changes lives, and if you don't think that it's brave to do it, you be handed a child that is deathly afraid of you, and, and try to, it's crying and screaming and try to soothe that child mm -hmm. and get them to understand that you're not a bad guy. Your children have taught from birth now, stranger danger. Sure, and which is good, yeah. Yes, and what stranger person have you ever tried to give your child to? And somebody <laughs> in a red suit with white fur <laughs> that they see one time a year. So to, to, it takes bravery to sit there and to know that every child's not going to come up here and love me. Yeah. You're really putting yourself out there and to not take it personal right. and to just sort of give that child their space to have their own experience. That, that's right. And, and if you, if you have enough time, most children will come around. If the photographer's patient and if you're a patient, if you're, if you get pushy or somebody else gets pushy, then it gets harder and harder because the stress level of everybody elevates. Yeah. And that's the fastest way to, to strip away the magic and make them not believe, right? Is to be impatient and rush things. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I think that's very cool. What, if you could pick one, what is your most memorable moment as Santa? I may cry. That's all right. Take your time. Got a little boy, Casey. They didn't think he'd live to be one. And he's, I think, four now. And I was his first son. Oh. And you're the Santa they see every year, aren't you? Every year. Yeah. What's it feel like when Casey comes up to sit on your lap every year? He's not able to walk. He has a lot of defects. It is unbelievable for me. Yeah. I love your heart. I really do. What a joy. What a gift you are to the world. Thank you. You're welcome. Have there been any really difficult or challenging times as Santa Claus? Oh, sure. What's um, most difficult? Um, being one of my charities, I'm shot with a hero at Bartow County Sheriff. Um, every year I've done that for I think this will be my fifth year. Mm -hmm. um, two years ago, um, they, um, there was a child that couldn't come because he was dying with brain cancer. Oh, goodness. And um, um, one of the deputies asked me if I could go to his house, and I said, sure. And we were going to go that day, uh, me and my wife. And um, the 
the stepmother that had him would not let us go to their home. Mm, and, why not? Uh, you know how divorces are. They're terrible. And, oh, my uh, goodness. I can't so, imagine that. We, we aren't like that, and I'm grateful. Sure, sure. But um, that that was very, very tough for me. Yeah, I can't imagine... I, I can't imagine the person that wants to strip that tiny bit of joy from a very sick child. That, that's hard well, to that, live with. Yeah, that person needs love too. So You're right. You're right. They do. There's obviously a reason. That's right. Yeah. And, wow. I, you know, I, I don't know any other circumstance that could have caused that or made it happen or whatever. But I know that it was a hot thing and the timing was not right. So. But that did, was you, sad. did you ever get to visit that child? Um, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. So I'll ask the question. You brought up the, the kids who are cr- screaming and crying and don't want to sit on your lap. How do you soothe them? How do you make it uh, okay for them? Sometimes you just hold them and they scream and cry. And I think every parent may need a picture. <laughs> I have those pictures. <laughs> and, and they can show their, their kids when they're 30 years old. Look, this is the way you went to Santa Claus. And that's... Um, one thing. The other thing is um, um, sometimes you can let them sit in your chair and you can go in another room and then come up behind them and have a picture made when they might not be aware of it. That's smart. Uh, you can certainly do that when you're not at a department store, can't you? That's right. Or, um, and if you have enough time, don't force them to come. You can talk with them and talk with them. Maybe offer them a candy cane or something and get them to come up close to you. And, and once they realize what's going on, they may relax and let you get in and climb up in, the, in my lap and have a picture made. You are such a patient person. How many grandchildren do you have? Ooh, nine. <laughs> That's a, how many children do you have? I have two stepchildren. I have none of my own. I'm pretty sure you claim them and I think they claim you too. Sure. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, nine grandchildren is a lot. My parents have six, right? I have four. Yeah, six. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a lot. I wonder one day if my girls will all have kids. There could be a whole pile of them. Wow, As, yes. <laughs> how do you like to celebrate? With my family. Yeah. What kinds um, of things do you do when you're celebrating together? We eat. <laughs> right? I'm from the south. We eat. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday food? Um, probably fried pies. Fried pies. Uh huh. What is a fried pie? It is um dough that you put like peach filling, filling or uh-huh. apple filling or whatever, and fold it over. And the, the the filling is cooked already. You fold it over and put the um, pie in a pan with some oil and. Fry it and flip it over and fry it. That sounds like something I would like too. I've yeah. I've heard of hand pies. Usually they're baked. I've never heard of frying them. Maybe we'll have to try that. Yes, we. Um, my wife learned um, from my aunt. My mom's sister is no longer with us. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. How to how to fry how to how to fry pie. So what a fun memory, and for you then your wife to to make that effort, and for you to have it, and to have that connection then with your aunt. What a lovely. Yeah tradition to carry down. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I think that is so beautiful. Well, I I just have to thank you again for taking the time to be here because I just think it's such a true 
kind-hearted spirit to do this just for the sake of doing it, for bringing joy to children and, and making magic in a world that these days doesn't feel very magical all the time. And so we got to take it where we can get it. We got to grab it by the horns and hold on to it. And you're such a joy. So I hate to bring the interview to a close, but tis the time um, to get ready to do that. So I have to ask you a question that I ask every week that I think is super important. And that is what is your favorite charitable organization to support? Um, I do support. I have two. Okay. Uh, two things that I do. Um, I support um, Bartow County shot with a hero that I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, my church, um, Pleasant Grove Baptist church does a hope for Christmas this year. We're calling it Christmas at the Grove. We'll do 50 this year. We're going to do 50 families. We will. Um, we're going to feed them at Thanksgiving, feed them at Christmas and give um, the children gifts. And, and we have a special place where the children can uh, go in and pick the parents gifts to give to them. too. Oh, I love that. That is really, really special. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing with that, because just like we said earlier, uh, Joy shared is joy returned, and to give the kids the opportunity to have a gift to give, the pride in being able to give a gift um, is really, that's really the gift, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing those. Danny, can you share your three words with us one last time? Uh, Love, joy, and happiness. And I'm going to have to ask, I don't know, have you ever seen The Princess Bride? It's a show you've seen with your kids or your grandkids. I probably have, but I can't remember. <laughs> I'll bet most of my listeners have seen The Princess Bride. Well, there is a, a gentleman named Mandy Patinkin in the show, and he has a famous line where he says, my, my name is Antigua Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And years ago, I met Mandy Patinkin, and that is like you can't ask Mandy Patinkin to say that line because he will never say it. So I feel like this moment might be like that, but I have to ask you to give us a ho-ho-ho. Can you do it? Ho-ho-ho! <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you so much. I loved getting to meet you. You guys, I hope that if you celebrate Christmas, that it is full of love, joy, and happiness, which were Danny's beautiful three words. And no matter what you celebrate or who you are, I hope that you always, always, always believe in magic. This is Heather Vickery wishing you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, believe in the magic signing off as I always do reminding you to choose bravely. Hey friends, I want to share something really exciting with you. We already know you enjoy listening to podcasts because you're listening to this one, but I'm also betting you enjoy audiobooks. And Hey, listen, if you don't already enjoy audiobooks, then it's time to check them out. That's why I'm really excited to share Libro.fm with you. They are an incredible new platform for listening to audiobooks. And by choosing Libro.fm over other audiobook services, you are supporting a local bookstore of your choice and investing in your local community. Libro.fm offers over 150,000 audiobooks via their primary platform, which, by the way, they built with love and from scratch because they're a small business also. They even offer bookseller recommendations for great audiobook options. You can sign up right now via www.vickeryandco.com slash Libro FM. 
That's vickeryandco.com slash L-I-B-R-O-F-M. And when you do, you'll get one free audiobook of your choice, and the proceeds will go to your favorite local bookstore. Now, check what I just said there. You're going to get a free book, and the proceeds are still going to go to your local bookstore because Libro.fm makes sure that their booksellers get paid even when they give a promo to customers. I've listened to over 20 audiobooks this year alone. I especially love listening to memoirs read by the author, and it feels great knowing that all of my purchases support my local bookstore, The Book Table, in Oak Park, Illinois. Libro.fm. The same audiobooks, the same price, but a completely different story. Check them out right now at vickeryandco.com slash Libro.fm. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Maybe you've had this thought and then quickly shut it down because who has the time? Or you don't know how, or gosh, it just all seems too hard. If you have something to share with the world, we want to encourage you to get your message out. The world needs to hear it. Did you know that 50% of all homes are podcast fans? If you've ever wondered about having your own podcast or how it can increase your business or get your message across, then please join me and the other experts from the Podcast Power Academy for our monthly free Q&A session. It's called, So You Want to Start a Podcast? This casual live conversation will help you understand how podcasting can be a great decision, why now is the best time to get started, and how to get into action with it. Visit podcastpoweracademy.com to learn more. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories of people living courageously. To learn more about the show, find our show notes and full episode transcripts, or to get some great bonus content, visit thebravefilespodcast.com. And we would love to know what you think of the show. You can give us a call at 312-646-0205. Let us know your thoughts on the episode, the show in general, or maybe share with us how you're out choosing bravely. This episode is brought to you by Vickery & Co. Success Coaching. Coaching that helps you maintain a life well-lived and a business well-run. Learn more at vickeryandco.com. Our music was created and produced in a custom collaboration with Matt Lewis from ML Creative Consulting, a boutique firm dedicated to helping clients identify their unique sound and amplify their brand with custom delivered soundtracks. We couldn't do any of this without our extraordinary audio engineer, Andrew Olson. Learn more about him and check out his work at findandrewolson.com. And special thanks to everyone on Team Brave from our producers, associate producers, copy editors, writers, and support team. Special thanks to Molly, Mary, Kim, Sabra, and Sabrina. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.